Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and re-enters the code for the Dead Man Switch for every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarina. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And you can follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind and give us that five-star rating on whatever podcast app you are using or will use in the future. And with that, today's episode is about The Punisher Season 1, Episode 3, Kandahar, originally dropped on November 17th. 2017. And here's a quick reminder of what happens in this episode before we get started. Hey, uh, so remember last week when Frank got into Micro's compound? Well, this episode picks up right after that one ended. Frank is interrogating Micro, and for some unknown reason, Micro is naked. Probably his choice. Eventually, Micro tells Frank his story, that he found evidence of something bad going down, and he decided to go around the chain of command. Uh, he became a whistleblower. Uh, he sent the video to Agent Madani, uh, and later on, he was chased down by Agent Wolf, shot, and presumed dead. Anyway, eventually, Micro gets out of Frank's interrogation, puts on some pants, and they decide to work together. Well, Frank decides to work with Micro. Uh, also, we get some background of Frank Castle in Kandahar uh, when he was stationed out there. He and Russo are team leaders for Operation uh, Cerebrus, Cerebrus, for an operation. Cerebrus? Alright, I copy-pasted and did not remember how to pronounce it. Anyway, it was pretty bad. Their last mission was the one we heard about talked we heard talked about during Season 2 of Daredevil. Uh, Agent Madani starts looking into the death of Agent Wolf. The initial suspects list is short. Santa Claus. They find out uh, he also had some offshore accounts with $30 million in total. Agent Wolf, not Santa Claus. He probably has more money in offshore accounts. Curtis and Russo hang out and celebrate Frank's birthday. Yay! Ooh. Happy birthday, Frank. Mm-hmm. Actually, twice, right? Because his interrogation happens on his birthday, too. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm assuming it's just the one the one day he wasn't interrogating for a year. But yeah. Well, no, but yeah. it's his birthday <laughs> in the flashback. And in, anyway. All right, so, fast facts. <laughs> on your left. Uh-huh, on my left. Got it. Your work, it's too slow. I'm sorry, we all don't have super speed. Oh, this isn't about super speed. This is about your turtle speed. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't see that coming? Yes. I've got Wait. none. Okay, cool. Um, well, the title is Kandahar, where mm-hmm. all of uh, Frank Castle's problems began. This show and half of Daredevil would not happen if he never went to Kandahar. It's, uh, <laughs> it's the second largest city in Afghanistan. Um, their main exports are... Uh, marijuana and uh, pomegranates. That's what I got from Wikipedia. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have uh, the introductions of William Rollins, the bald guy who gives the um, the team their missions in Kandahar. He was the it, CIA guy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's also a CIA agent in the comics. He was in Punisher Volume 4, number 14, in September of 2002. Uh, he also ran a um, like a Black Ops team, but their job was to find a secret Russian bioweapon in Afghanistan. And they used uh, he used Frank the Punisher as a distraction in Afghanistan. Um, later, when Frank finds out that he's been used, he kills him. So, not surprising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the comics, he's not Agent Orange. Agent Orange is a different character. He is a kind of... Uh, he's a suited up, like, Iron Man-style villain who only appeared in one issue. Uh, Captain America slash Nick Fury, Blood Truce. It's a one-shot from February 1995. <laughs> so I'm like, well, we use a pretty decent name for military villain in this comic that no one remembers uh 25 years later so we should probably use it for something else <laughs> yeah i was just kind of a one-off line with that like okay uh i guess if they really didn't care yeah i just want to throw in a reference they, they probably have like like a minimum uh, amount of references they have to throw into every episode and so like they just went with that well i'm gonna tell you about this random ass reference next but 
uh, about Agent Orange, like, I think they keep referring to him as Agent Orange, because I remember this character, like, I don't remember his name, like, I remembered him as Agent Orange before he watched this episode. So I think oh. they come back to it. Okay, well, that, that makes sense. I did not at all remember uh, yeah. his name or his nickname, Agent Orange, at all. Yeah. Um, talking about the requisite amount of references, <clears throat> we get Clay Wilson, who is Lewis's father in the show, right? Mm-hmm. In the comics, uh, he was another like Iron Man knockoff with a suit and everything. Uh, he worked for Hammer as the super, like, fake superhero, eventually turned supervillain, named Force. He premiered in Submariner, number 66, in October 1973. Um, but that actor plays another character in the MCU. Oh. Could you guess who he is, Al? I bet you $1,000 you cannot. I will not take that bet. Um, I'm going to throw out, he was probably some one-liner character in the Hulk. No. He was actually in two movies as the same character. Oh. He is Major Allen, uh, Rhodey's commanding officer in Iron Man 1 and 2. So he's (laughs) the guy who calls in the jets in Iron Man 1 to, um, go after Tony. When they don't know who he is. Uh-huh. And he's also present with Rhodey, guy standing next to Rhodey, when Hammer comes to upgrade the Mark II armor to turn him into War Machine. Oh, okay. I remember yeah. that both of those scenes. Okay. Yeah. So he's a different, like, former military guy in this. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could be the same person. We don't really know. His name's Major Allen, and he was in the Air Force. Now he's... Uh, was in the army, they say in this, named Clay Wilson. Oh, probably uh, not the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. I forgot you had his actual name. Yeah. <laughs> I I have not been paying attention to names at all in this show, and I don't know why. <laughs> well, my last Easter egg is about a name. Hey, Al, before I go on, are we going to just dance around who Billy becomes? <laughs> um, I... It, I was kind of waiting, I guess, for it. Like that, I, uh, my plan was to do that. Yes, because okay. uh, heavy spoilers. Right. Uh, well, yeah. uh, Frank uh, calls Billy Billy the Butte. In the comics, that was his mob nickname before his name changed to something else. I won't talk about. Mm-hmm. He goes by William by the end of the show. Spoiler alert! Sorry, ruined it for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we don't really find out until the season finale, honestly. Um, that they call him William? Yeah, yeah, that he had to change his name. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of the finale of Boy Meets World, where Mr. Feeney calls Corey Cornelius, and he goes, How did you know that? Not even Topanga knows about that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if Frank called Billy uh, William, he'd be like, what the hell? How'd you know that? <laughs> uh, so, quick question. Mm-hmm. Is Corey actually short for Cornelius? Yes, yes it is. Oh, did not know that. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Or, I um, have a female friend named Corey, and her name, her full name is Corey Marie, one word. And then, her last name, I'm not going to reveal here. But, <laughs> Okay, is it hyphenated or like a nope, single word? Nope, nope. Uh, C-O-R-I-E, and then a capital M-A-R-I-E. That feels like like her parents wanted it to be hyphenated, but they decided not to put the hyphen. Nope. Or a person on the, <laughs> like they said, a dash, and they thought slash, and then you can't put a slash in a name. So they just put one name on the birth certificate, and they went, oh, screw it. Eh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know the story behind her name. Anyway, right, maybe she maybe she just liked it. Um d- uh you know the actress uh Darcy Carden, I think is her name. Um she played um oh, I'm so bad with names. The the robot lady on the good place. Oh. Um Marcy. Marcy? Nope. Darcy? Nope. No, her her name is Darcy. Uh her anyway. Name's Darcy. <laughs> Uh, uh, anyway, 
uh, she has a, a girl. A, <laughs> she, the the character. Um, yes. So the actress, uh, her name Darcy, like has a, a an apostrophe in it, and apparently she just decided one day to start putting the apostrophe in it, and that's it. That's the story behind it. She just liked it. Is Darcy? Yeah, yeah. If you see it Janet. spelled out, it's capital Look D. It up. Ah, Janet. That's right. That's the character in the good place. Yeah, uh, her, her name spelled out Darcy is capital D. Uh, apostrophe lowercase a r c y yeah mm-hmm. um connecting to the mcu uh jamila jamil who plays tahani is going to be in the villain she hulk oh that's right yeah so we're bringing it back and now we'll bring it back to our heroes with frank <laughs> it is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I never said you were a superhero. Didn't? Mm -mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. Maybe it's enough that the world thinks I'm a hero. I saw you. You're a hero. Like, a for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupie stalker type. All right, Where where do we want to start with Frank? Should we do the whole flashback? Or what? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, he's very separated. Let's do the whole flashback stuff. Everything when he was still in the military and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, so he's like the... At this point in his life, he's like the bad version of just following orders. I mean, usually just following orders has a pretty bad connotation, but he's doing it. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like he... Um, you know, he, he fell into this stuff from the sense of like, um, you know, hey, we're doing some elite unit stuff. Yeah. We're a combination of uh, different branches of, of the military, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so are different militaries, single, single military. I don't know. The, the different branches of the military. They're all okay. the United States military, but they're different parts of it. Gotcha. Okay. So um, they have everyone from the, the four useful ones, excluding that, that one. Um, and so, mm-hmm, exactly. Space Force. Uh, well, that one didn't exist yet. <laughs> um, well, dude. Yeah. Um, so you know, um, you, you joined that, and you're like, yeah, we've got missions to do and all that stuff. And then, then it really just kind of devolved. I assume very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, given I don't know at what point that uh, that one interrogation scene we see with the the video, like how far into it that was, but. Um, you know, he was kind of already questioning things at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, did Frank, I couldn't tell with all the masks. Did Frank mm-hmm. actually kill the Afghan cop? Or was That's the thing I, I couldn't remember. Um, I don't know if they ever reveal who that was. Um, okay. I, I know they didn't reveal it in this episode. I don't know mm-hmm. if maybe it comes up later in the season. Um, it could have been him. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, and then he hides the evidence like he's told. And you know, one thing to follow orders: hiding evidence. You know that's wrong if you oh, yeah. have conscience. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now you're in territory of you gotta you gotta tell someone something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So time passes. He probably they probably do a lot of mer- uh, missions like this, right? And then uh, he finally speaks out against uh, against uh, Agent Orange's uh, plans of uh, putting everyone in an ambush. And it yeah, doesn't go well. It's a, yeah, exactly. I mean, it sounded like it was a dumb plan from, from the get-go, too, right? The, they were talking to... Um, who is our leader? Major something? I, I don't remember his title. Schoonover. They were talking to Schoonover, and Schoonover was like, yeah, they're like super fortified. Um, so we're going to land over here in the only obvious place that mm-hmm. we could land. And this won't end badly at all. And then Frank is like, no, it's going to end just as badly as we all know it will. Yeah. I think, I honestly think that, uh, Agent Orange, I, I, I guess I'll call him that forever. Cause I don't remember his name. <laughs> I could scroll up, but I think he wants to get rid of the squad, like erase the evidence. He's doing this on purpose. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, <sighs> Probably sending them on an actual mission where, like, yeah, if they succeed, awesome. Uh, we can get most of them killed, mm-hmm. I guess. So, 
Yeah, yeah, that, it, it makes sense. Um, I don't. So I, when I was looking up a, a couple of things, um, there, there was some more information that I saw about this operation, which I I think they mentioned later in the season. So I'm not going to bring it up now. Okay. Um, but from what I read and was reminded of, uh, it sounds like that very easily could have been what was going on. But then again, as a group, there were a lot of people uh, smuggling drugs and, and selling them. So I don't. Maybe it was he was trying to get some of them killed, not all of them. Yeah, I th- I'm like honestly, like from what we know about Frank had the evidence, and that's what got his family killed, right? Because they were targeting uh-huh. him. Yeah. Um, I feel like it would have been cleaner for Agent Orange if this whole squad died and everyone who knew about it's just gone. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, then again maybe their operation would have ended um, mm-hmm. or not. Maybe they would have just gotten another one. Um, but I think they said later in this episode that uh, it didn't exist. That's right. That that happened in this episode um, where they, they find out that that operation that he was working, that Frank was part of. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. It didn't exist. They had no official plans, yeah. meaning every, it was completely. If it off-books. ever existed, everything was wiped, but it probably wasn't on the books at all. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it definitely was not on the books. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so Frank has his uh, hallway fight scene. <laughs> I mean, it's not one <laughs> shot, but like <laughs> the most action we've gotten uh, in since the first episode. Um, Everybody. And gets one. you know, what? I, like, I'm not a I'm not a gun guy. I'm like, unless they're doing gun foo. So unless it's a Matrix movie. I'm not that in, or John Wick, or Keanu Reeves. If Keanu Reeves is involved, I will enjoy a good thing. But for the most part, it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. This was really impressive, watching this scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I agree. Yeah, the, the way it was done. Uh, it also, like, devolves into a very bloody battle, mm-hmm. too, of him just yeah. hitting people with stuff. Yeah. To, it's, to really just show. It was frighteningly realistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he comes back, and uh, he's shell shocked. Like everyone is deeply affected by this terrible mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, all of them. Um, and and then he like, uh, because of his um, actions, uh, him and Russo end up uh, kind of yelling at each other too. And, mm-hmm. and Russo's like, "Hey, let's just get out. I'm already getting out." Yeah. Come on, let's go. Yeah, I mean, Billy talks about it later. Um, we'll talk about him later. But, mm-hmm. like, he got out when he was still, like, mentally okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like if Frank's family didn't die, I don't think he would have coped well in civilian life. Yeah, he he probably would have had some issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, looking at what he's like now, um, you know, again, with no family, yes. So he, yeah. he kind of has that that reason to to do that. But he, um, you know, yeah, he, he definitely has some issues. And there were also some flashbacks, I think, in, in last week's episode, in episode two, of him uh, out with his, his kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I mean, there, there was that scene where he snapped at his son, too. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know if that's something that eventually could get worse or maybe he would have gotten some help or, or something. I, I have no idea how that could have gone. But, you know, it's it, we see some potential there, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, tragedy has struck many people and very few of them become the Punisher. So. It's true, but also how many of them have the ability to become the Punisher, like the skill set? I mean, just, a lot, like, probably more than you think, like with how the military trains. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. He Of the MCU heroes, he <laughs> and Black Widow have the most realistic ones. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, there was uh, there was Hawkeye. Uh, no. He lost his entire family, and he went into uh, yeah, order. He, he, that's true. We talked about that last week. Yeah, so, like... If you got the skill, apparently, it's just the thing you do in the MCU. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. Yep. 
I mean, Tony lost his entire family and then uh, kept building weapons. <laughs> so that's he's that, just a, that's true. a less physical version of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. One of the um, things that proves to me that this also wasn't official at all, like not even the recent books, uh, he assaulted the CIA agent and like seriously injured his eye from what it looked like he mm-hmm. would have been court-martialed if this was on the books oh yeah yeah um i have no idea how that works uh when you're like in the thick of it um also that was cia because he's not it's not military i don't i, don't, I have no idea how that works there um, would be repercussions there's no way a guy a <laughs> highly trained grunt but a grunt nonetheless assaults a guy who's directing the operations, be it CIA or military, and just gets away with it. That's true. Yeah, something would happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Anything else uh, for his uh, flashback? Uh, no, nothing for me. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's go back to the um, beginning of the episode because, like a true hero, we see Frank torturing David. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. This happened a lot during World War Two. During the montage of Captain America, like between the montage things, it seems like this happened. I'm sure of it, right? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why we never actually saw what happened during that montage scene yeah. in Captain America: First Avenger because they they didn't really want to to show what Cap was really doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I bet this did happen, but it was Bucky doing it, and Cap had no <laughs> idea. Yeah, could have been Bucky or any of the other. Um, I already forgot what they were called. Uh, the, the Howling the group, the Howling Commandos. <laughs> yeah, Howling Commandos. I, I don't trust that French guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Ugh. Um. Yeah. So. I, how? I mean, how did David not see this coming? He knows what <laughs> what Frank's like. <laughs> it, exactly right. Like he. Uh, I mean, granted how he ends up getting out towards the mm-hmm. end of the episode. Like he kind of had a plan at least, but um, like he was trying to avoid it. Like, I, I think it goes back to what we were saying last week. Like, why is he doing this whole show uh, of trying to like scare Frank into submission? Like, no, just, just come out with, with everything. Like, Hey, listen, this happened. I have some proof. Would you like to work with me, please? And yeah. then after Frank says, no, then try to you know keep convincing him, but not do the like, like threaten him stuff like like he was kind of saying and doing. Yeah, I mean they're just both really paranoid people. Uh, true. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like Micro has a little bit less on that paranoid side, or at least since he's the one reaching out, he should have been a little bit less paranoid. Like that would yeah, have been better overall for the two of them. We would have saved an episode. <laughs> but remember, we got to make the last 13 episodes. That's true. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, in that case, let's add some idiocy to him. <laughs> yep. Uh, one thing that actually pissed me off is I know Frank's Frank's like a mad dog in this, right? Um, David tells him there's a retinal scan, but when he sees the retinal scan, he freaks out. What the hell is that? What the hell is that? What the hell is that? I'm like, <laughs> He told you there's a retinal scan, man. <laughs> I so that was one of the things I was trying to figure out. Um, like, so obviously Frank has interrogation skills, right? Like we see the way he's he's doing this, so he mm-hmm. had some some practice. Um, I, I was wondering if something like that was just the um, yell at him to see if he says the same story twice, because um, that is a yeah. a common thing, like trying to catch people lying. Um, you ask them their story a second time and see if they tell you the exact same thing. Um, it's also uh, another strategy that that's uh, better is ask them to tell you that same story, but in reverse, like backwards. Uh, and then if they tell you something different, then there's it's less likely to be true. Because um, if they right. actually remember it, then they'll do it. I feel that like, puts me under pressure because like I don't know if I could tell the same story exactly the same way twice. If you ask me to do it backwards shoot (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly uh it's not perfect but it's one thing right (laughs) it it all adds up 
I can I can do the alphabet backwards without looking. Get, oh can God, that I get can't. me out of torture? <laughs> uh, no, no, I can't. Damn it. Anyway, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I did notice. Uh, I guess we're talking about David here too, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, David, um. Whenever he typed the code in, he used that pen, and I thought that was weird. So I'm really good. That made sense. That that was it. What he used to poison Frank. Yeah, I, I had the same thought too. Like that's that's weird. He's he's always using. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, I thought it was weird but... that Frank let him pick up a pen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I think it probably also goes back to the, uh, um, like what he sees as an actual threat. He doesn't think of a pen as like a, a real weapon, right? Or any kind of weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later it turns out like, nope, you should have been more paranoid. You shouldn't have given him. You should have been even more paranoid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, David's lucky he has hands after he woke up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> hmm. Um, Yeah, but we find out that it's... uh. Well, he knocks out Frank, and Frank wakes up, and then he finds out it's not a uh, an explosion, explosive. It's a camera feed to the press. So she, like that's actually it's smarter, <laughs> but not really. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, he said he disabled it, right? Yes. So, so he just lied. He straight up lied to Frank. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are you gonna do? You're being tortured basically I know, right? so you want you got to get out of that scenario as soon as you can so yeah yes uh you know what the sad thing about both frank and david is hmm. it's they're both in the exact same or very similar situations they're not uh david's a little better off because his family's still alive mm-hmm. but uh frank only followed orders and helped cover everything up and david like ignored his wife's advice and released the um data to the public doing the opposite and they're pretty much in the same situation yep yep yeah it's real kobayashi maru no win scenario (laughs) yeah it it, that's yep exactly it uh i mean uh, i mean micro could have won sort of kind of if he had just given up the video to the normal chain of command but then he morally uh, but, lost oh yeah yeah he, yeah you're right he morally lost there yeah but yeah. and then he probably that when they realized oh he had this maybe yeah he and he saw it have been like transferred killed him anyway i wasn't thinking killed him uh i was thinking maybe like they would have transferred him somewhere and just never given him a good job again i don't know what we'll... really work with Wolf uh, is uh, kind of shady. I think he would have killed him. Yeah, that's true. He might have. Yeah. Eh. Okay. I mean, they killed Frank's entire family just to get to him. And however many other people. Yeah, that, that's true. There, there were a lot of people associated with this. Um, yeah. That's one of the things that I, I, I'm definitely going to be keeping track of as the season goes. Like... Is it as many people as they made it sound? Because at the beginning, given the amount of uh, people that Frank killed, like mm-hmm. during the season premiere, and and kind of who he was killing in Daredevil, um, it, it kind of well, seems like there were just a ton of people involved. Yeah, but this is like a murder pyramid scheme. The people <laughs> towards the bottom don't know what's happening towards the top. Like, are is it how many people are actually involved, or how many people know what's going on with the secret tape and stuff? Okay, yeah, that is true. Differentiation, yeah. (laughs) Like, all the people, except for Schoonover, I think all the people that Frank killed in um, season, in Daredevil season two, uh, Uh didn't know anything that was happening. Like, yeah, he, that's true. I mean, he also, uh, there were also some people he just went after because he thought they were involved, like mob people and all that, but yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so, uh, David doesn't kill him, uh, proves that he's better than Frank. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think it's also proving that he can, that Frank can trust him, right? Like, when Frank woke up, he had a a pistol on his chest, like, so that David could be like, hey, listen, you can shoot me, 
Just don't tie mm-hmm. me up to a chair again. Yep. <laughs> Let me wear clothes at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like what David says is like, uh, he could be his guiding system, which is like what Agent Orange also did. <laughs> so maybe not the best thing, but like I said earlier, Frank's like a mad dog. He's just, he just reacts. He doesn't plan and he needs someone to think for him. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I mean, he he does plan tactically. Like he he's good from that perspective. He, well, but he's he plans not, like, in the moment and for the next mm-hmm. mission, but he doesn't have like he doesn't think forward. He doesn't have an end game. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, his his end game is kill everyone involved with his family dying, which mm-hmm. he thought he was done. Eh, but no. Yeah. Yep. He would not be good at chess. No, he would not. Or maybe actually, I'm not sure. I'm curious. Um, so, in the in the flashback scene, mm-hmm. uh, there was a chessboard between uh, his bunk and uh, um, what's his name, Billy Russo. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I assume that those two were playing against each other. Uh, I don't remember. I them. Were there chess pieces? Yes. I okay. I paused the screen trying to figure out like, is it a real game or was it just moved? And I don't know. The the it, it was too dark, so I, I couldn't tell. But yeah. I I think I think Black was winning. Oh yeah, I was like, um, because Frank seems more of a checkers guy to me, but <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, not not a not less skill, but more opportunistic. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. um, I like the ending. Oh, is uh, like he only agrees, or at least my last note. I don't know if it's the actual ending. <laughs> he only agrees to work <laughs> with David on the condition that. Uh, the people they go after die, which Dave is all for, but that's probably him reflecting mm-hmm. on the last time he worked with somebody, which was Daredevil, who kept like knocking guns out of his <laughs> hands and really pissing him off. <laughs> that's true. You have to set expectations from the beginning. So yeah. now he knows that that's an expectation you uh, to expect mm-hmm. <laughs> that he wants. Mm-hmm. All right. uh, do you have anything else for Frank? Uh, no, nothing else for him. All right. Do, do we have other heroes yet? I don't. I don't think so. Right? I don't know. I, you know, I'm tempted to move Madonna up, but she hasn't done anything heroic yet. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that's true. Mm-hmm. And Micro is like literally the definition of a guy in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was kind of going to bring him in, uh, or I was debated bringing him up or not. But yeah, yeah I, I guess for now he's guy in the chair. Maybe, maybe later the season he does more, and we can mm-hmm. upgrade him. But okay, so that's it for our heroes. Nothing else yeah. there. All right, cool. Let's take a quick ad break, and then we'll jump back into the show. Welcome to Baston Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so... Start graving hazelnuts. Not bad. For your consideration, the chair. Hey, uh, hey, Tony. What are you yeah. wearing? Um, I don't think it's appropriate for the radio. No. <laughs> You know what I didn't hear? Interrogation pants. Not pants for being interrogated, of course, but pants for interrogating someone else, which I guess is a good thing you're not wearing them right now, Tony. Everyone, imagine in your head right now what these pants look like. Now, you're probably thinking something serious like army camo, right? Well, you're wrong. Sorry to be so blunt about it, but if you weren't so wrong, I wouldn't have to be like this. Instead, interrogation pants are meant to soothe people into trusting you. They're a nice pastel color like pink or blue, and they come with different designs on them like fluffy unicorns, bulldogs, or a schematic of the D-Wallifier 8000. If you need information out of someone, you can't beat it out of them. That's the quickest way to get a lie. No, you need, to, you need them to trust you. You need interrogation pants. Manufactured only in the USA sometimes. Use promo code MCU Rewind to get a free upgrade to the splash proof material. For those times you you do need to beat it info out of someone. Yeah. Um gotta admit I am wearing uh interrogation pants with the dewallifier uh, schematics on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, moving on to our villains. I ask you to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. What the hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. 
Anytime, boys. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra! I've got Agent Don't... Orange in here. <laughs> okay. Um I we we really need to like talk ahead of time before we record this. Who are our villains and heroes? In I have Agent Orange in here. That's right. it. <laughs> okay. I mean he is very obviously the villain uh in this episode. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone else does anything villiful, vil- evil. <laughs> so, Vilifying? all right, what have you got for him that yeah. we haven't already said? <laughs> um, he completely ignores Frank's experience. It's just I pointed, now you shoot. Um, which makes me very suspicious of him, like we talked about earlier. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that. It, uh, ever since the the beginning, right? Like when he first shows up, and then every other scene we see of him, it's the exact same um, uh, attitude that he has. Like mm-hmm. I'm the one in charge. Uh, I'm the one like planning and doing all this stuff. He probably thinks highly of himself too, right? And so he, because of that, he just ignores literally everyone else in the room. Yeah, and then uh, all he cares about is if they got the target. Uh, as Frank and a lot of other people in the squad are literally wounded or highly shell-shocked from what just happened. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can wait a while. Yeah. It's it's not like it's going to change anything. You don't have to go in. He has no people skills. He's really bad no, at this. No, no. He's, he's not a people person. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, that's all I've got for Agent Orange. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he probably had, like, less than 10 minutes of, of actual screen time. So not too that's much true. for him. That's true. <laughs> All right, uh, so we can talk about our handful of guys in the chair. Yeah. Guy in the chair. I think that's what I want to do. Is help people. With abilities. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. Uh, Who would you like to start with? Uh, We could start with Micro. Um, I keep forgetting his actual name. What is it, Tony? Uh... David uh, Lieber something. Lieberman. Okay. Lieberman. Yeah. yeah. It's either David Lieberwitz, who I think is a photographer, or Lieberman. Pretty sure it was Lieberman. Yeah, I think that. you're right. Okay. Um, he's bad at his job. Uh, did you see what his password is? <laughs> uh, no, I did not. What? What is it? Zach and Leo. But the A and and is an uh the at symbol. Oh. So I feel like seven. that's not very secure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what is that? An eight character password? That's like barely the minimum in places. It's ten. It's ten. Doesn't even have a number. It's just one symbol. And it's like Oh, okay. If you know who's you're hacking into, like the kids' names is like one of the top ten things probably. You would probably know that yeah. before me. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's like, um, on like, if you're just grabbing info about someone, you just kind of figure like, oh, okay, well, this will go here, this will go here. All right, let's start making combinations of all mm-hmm. of these things and try running them. Okay, it's been thirty seconds. All of those things have gone. <laughs> yeah, like they, yeah, yep. But like, if you found his bunker, then stuff's already screwed. Uh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to get out of the way before. I guess we go to his um flashback. Yeah, that's right. He did have a flashback. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, he had a, a, a. We we've kind of already talked about it, right? Like he he found some information and he decided. He, it was important, so he didn't trust his boss, which mm-hmm. is, I I feel like there's some more story there, right? Like, if you don't trust your boss, like, why doesn't he? I feel like maybe they, they kind of skipped over something there. Because, um, like, that would normally be it, right? Like, if he found literally yeah. anything that was important, he would normally give that information to his boss. But I'm guessing yeah. he also just literally hasn't found anything. in however But he's long also, he's, he's looking for actionable... Um actionable what do you say but like things they can attack based on and Mm -hmm. when you find like evidence of the military doing something illegal 
and you're giving it to a probably a military person, there's some questions there. Oh, yeah, that's true. So I guess his his commander would have been someone in the military is what you're saying? Mm-hmm, most likely. Okay. All right. Well, that makes more sense. That's not what I had assumed, but I would believe that. Okay. Yeah. At least that's what his thought process is, whether or not that's how it would actually work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he does the most heroic thing that's happened in the show, so maybe we should have had him in Heroes. Uh, <laughs> he sends it to Madani and uh, pays the price for it, gets mm-hmm. shot, and falls into the, I believe, the Hudson, which I'm surprised he survives the uh, the infection he got from going into that river. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he... <laughs> God, I mean, he had the the bullet wound too. Mm-hmm. Um, no idea how long it took him to be able to even clean up that wound. I know <laughs> to swim somewhere, and uh, like he couldn't go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually more interested in that part of the story than what happened. Yeah. He found Claire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Claire and Luke were just walking on, down the street, and then he just washes up out of the sewer, I'm assuming. <laughs> and Claire, and I have to fix him. He probably has powers. And then he doesn't, and he just runs away. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Maybe he tells some kind of story. I mean, he's probably in, like, a delirium at that point, right? So. Yeah. So are we just ignoring the fact that he's stressing out about whether or not to, like put this for a job to someone else when we already know he was with the rising tide <laughs> did they not even watch that episode of like season one of agents of shield it was season two oh, okay uh yeah <laughs> um yeah that's good i mean that could have been him in his youth right yeah like it's it's been a few years it's been four years yeah i think four years but yeah, I guess Mm-mm. he has kids now. He has to take care of them. He doesn't do that stuff anymore. His kids are older than four years old. He's had those kids. <laughs> uh, yeah, but now, now he's a caring father. Before, no, he was just an absentee father. <laughs> now he cares about his children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they hey. they can walk on their own now. He doesn't. He just really didn't like, um, you babies? know, cleaning up those those messes. Yeah, he he doesn't like babies. Um. What's we talked about Corey, what Corey's short for. His daughter's name's Leo. What is Leo short for? Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> he really wanted a boy. Okay. Uh, I, I huh. Leo Leonidas? Is that is that a boy's name? Yes, it's a boy's name. No. Does it have to be? I mean I guess. Just as much as Leonard? Okay. Yeah. Damn it. I looked up Leo Lieberman, Marvel. It's just as Leo Lieberman is the daughter of David and Sarah Lieberman. I'm like, <laughs> nope, don't give her a name. <laughs> eh, okay. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't have thought that they would give her a, a longer name, but all right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I I don't have much else for, for him. Uh, do, do you? Hold on, let me go back to my notes. I was looking up Leo Lieberman, who was also a screenwriter, writer back in the day. Just, anyway. oh, okay. Anything good or no? Uh, I, you know, I didn't read it. It's just, I tried to see if it was a male or a female, but it doesn't even have their full name. It just goes Leo on that, so. Oh, I gave yeah, up. All right. <laughs> uh, no, other than him stabbing Frank with that pen. Was that pen poisoned, or did he just know where to stab him to knock him out? <laughs> uh, I assumed it was poison. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, he, so he had that little speech uh, after uh, Frank wakes up, right? He mm-hmm. was talking about uh, patterns and repetition and doing the same thing over and over. So, um, which I feel like is also kind of the uh, something that that Frank would know, right? Like you, you do the same thing over and over. Eventually, people let their guard down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean that's exactly what happened, right? But this time, uh, he was able to poison him um i mean that's a cool uh backup uh ability that he has um I'm, I'm curious like how many other like booby trap types of things he has in his uh little compound there yeah um 
I don't think Frank's going to worry about it. I think they're best friends now. And Frank's not going to worry about anything that Micro does ever again. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. Yep. I agree. So, don't worry about it. Frank's going to lay down and get stabbed by, like, a spare, like a um, a spring coming out of the mattress. And he's going to die. Because Micro's going to forget that spring was poisoned, too. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, that's the problem with having so many booby traps. You, you you can only have, like, two or three. Otherwise, you just start forgetting about them. I know. I don't know how, um, like, ancient civilizations did it. Because they all have those super booby trap stuff I saw in Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah. that's why they're, they're not around anymore. <laughs> yep. <think> about that. <laughs> that's probably it. <laughs> all right. Anything else for uh, Micro? No, I've got nothing else. We can move on. Um, Agent Madani? Sure. Uh, they're investigating Wolf's murder. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason we start this around Christmas time is because Frank came down the um, chimney. And mm-hmm. he's usually covered in red. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what Madani finds out. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, uh, she is very obsessed with... Um with fighting the the killer which it, you know is fair on, on one hand um but on the other hand she she also has his job to do now so yeah um, yeah we actually were worrying, wondering about this last week if she's just in charge in the house in the investigation or in charge of the whole branch she's in charge of the whole branch now yeah i forgot we had that conversation but yeah that, that's it um i don't remember was it this week's episode or next week's where that guy comes by to uh to, to uh, say guy... hey the guy comes by next week, but oh, okay. uh, they like Sam, her partner or former partner, I guess, uh, mentions that she's in charge of the entire branch. Okay, got it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, good for her. Uh, I don't think she got a pay bump. I'm betting, she's probably like just interim person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she she's there to try to make her way to the top. That's how you do it, by working for free. Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure she has a normal paycheck. But she, I think she's also living with her mom right now, staying with her. So at yeah. the same time, you're also not paying uh, a New York uh, rent. So there's That's that. True. You'd think there's when extra... they transfer an agent from Afghanistan back to the United States, they'd have some type of housing for them. Yeah, but her mom has like a ton of wine, it looks like. Yeah, Every time true. she's at her mom's house, she's just drinking a bottle. I keep I keep forgetting to mention her mom. Her mom's in uh, the Expanse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is one of the awesome. Yeah, things. yeah. yeah I, I looked up the actress, trying to see what other um, things she's in, and honestly, like she's just amazing in the Expanse, and mm-hmm. she's just been in a ton of things. I nothing I can ever remember. But yeah. yeah. Um, and then her partner finds uh, thirty million dollars, right? Or, like, mm-hmm. in, not, like, just a, in a briefcase, <laughs> but, but he locates Offshore it. Accounts. Yeah, uh, Wolves' accounts. Um, and he wants to bring it up the line, and she wants to hide it as well. She can't trust anybody. So, if this wasn't called Punisher, it would be called Paranoia. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, uh, at some point, you have to be able to trust people. It's... Yeah, I, I I have no idea. I mean, on, on one hand, I guess she knows, like, okay, there there is something going on. You probably don't want to tell people until you know more, or at least until you know that you uh, don't have, or that you can trust them. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, the last time uh, Nick Fury trusted someone, he lost an eye to that cat. So. <laughs> That's true. I love watching Winter Soldier now. Because he's like, last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. That cat, or Flarkin, broke his trust. He was never able to trust again. (laughs) Uh, That's true. But that lack of trust shot him all the way to the almost top of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, to like, fifth in charge. Mm -hmm. If you count the entire World Council ahead of him. Yeah, and then there was also, um, what's his name? Uh, Robert Pierce, Redford Pierce uh, was Pierce. on the World Council. Oh, he was okay. Yeah, right. 
I couldn't remember We just that. never saw him in a little window because we saw it from his point of view. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. Okay, all right, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anything else from Madani in this episode? No, I mean, that was really all we got from her. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got Billy and Curtis together. And then uh, Lewis. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I really don't have any notes for any of them. No one did anything <laughs> special. Um, so, I uh, thought yeah, it was uh, interesting. Uh, Billy, when he visits Curtis, well, first of all, he's paying for uh, the support group. Like, he's keeping it running. Mm-hmm. But also, when they go and celebrate Frank's birthday, uh, I feel like Billy's asking, f- he's asking Curtis about anything he knew about Frank's work. Like, anything he knew uh, before he quote-unquote died. And uh, I think Billy's, like, poking and prodding to make sure what he did in Kandahar doesn't get out. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean, I I, I didn't see it that way, um, because he, he seemed to, like, genuinely be sad. But you're right, he could have been doing both. You know, missing Frank. They they were close. They worked together really well yeah. in in the military. And then, um, uh, but at the same time, yeah, if if you know, if if he could um go down for something, kind of wants to know if he should, uh, mm-hmm. you know, look into that some more or not. Yeah, the thing I'm wondering, and I'm sure this will be revealed later in the season. I just don't remember it. Uh-huh. Is why, like, he allowed Curtis to know he was still alive. Why didn't he allow Billy if they're, like, best friends? Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that probably shows up at some point. Yeah. Um, granted, the things I know about the two characters specifically a little bit later in the season, it explains it, but it doesn't answer why uh, Frank specifically told Curtis, but not Russo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then finally, we've got Lewis, uh, our like C or D storyline. Um, we find out that his friends died in uh, friendly fire, but the press told him they were ambushed, so he feels betrayed by the government. And then he almost kills his father. <laughs> so it's- yeah. Yeah. yeah, this guy has has some problems. He needs some help. Um, he kept looking familiar to me, so I actually looked him up. I don't know why I didn't do this before. Um, mm-hmm. He was in the Hulu show 112263, which is based off a Stephen King book. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, he played Lee Harvey Oswald, the guy who killed Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> the plot of that was to go back and stop the assassination, right? Yes. Um, but because of conspiracy theories, like... The idea is he goes back to this, like, they find a door, like, to 1950s, and he's got to live through until 63, but he follows uh, Ali Harvey Oswald around because, you know, he doesn't want to change history, and then it finds out that, like, it wasn't actually Oswald who killed Candy, you know, with all those conspiracy theories. So oh. he's actually a big part of the show. Oh, okay. Um. So, spoiler question that i have for that show mm-hmm. and i guess that book um the guy who went back in time was he the one who kills jfk no oh okay all right yeah was it uh senator bernie sanders no okay that's that's a joke from a, a podcast i listened to i okay. don't have time to go into why all right <laughs> basically that was a that was a reference maybe one or two of the people who listen to our show will get that but they feel special, so looking out for each and every one of our listeners. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, <laughs> um, Ray, move on to twelve percent of the plan. Yeah, Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself twelve percent with credit. Twelve percent. An argument can be made for fifteen. Twelve percent. Well, I my baby did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, I lifted the heavy things. You know, I'm twelve minutes older than you. Go. What percentage? I don't know, 12%. 12%? <laughs> that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am groomed. So what? It's better than 11%. What the hell does that have to do with anything? I've got nothing. Honestly. All right. Yeah. I've got my continuing uh, Frank Castle kill count. 
Oh, okay. Um, so there are 15 or 16 kills in here, depending on if he killed that cop. So I'm going to say there were 15 because those are the ones we're sure about. Okay. Yeah. Um, because just... I went back and counted how many he killed in the ambush, and assuming that every time he shot a gun off screen, he killed those people, uh, he killed 15 people. Okay, I think that's a fair assumption. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're up to 30 kills in three episodes. Okay, that's a mm-hmm. that's an average right there. Yeah, ten, 10 an episode, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's it, that's all I've I got. I mean, it's already... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> it, it's already higher than probably every other character we've seen in the MCU. Especially because most of them don't kill, usually. every Like, every character before this or um like <laughs> i'm gonna Thanos say doesn't count captain marvel killed a lot of kree when she blew up those ships oh that's right yeah we, we talked about this a little huh okay. <laughs> yeah i mean we haven't covered it in the show but between that and all the people in thanos's ship when she explodes that mm-hmm. yeah she's killed a lot of people that's true but yeah. they're aliens but th- yeah, so they they are like they're worth a lot less of human lives. So like how that many... one ship is like three people. I want this on the record for when we're invaded by our alien overlords. How many alien lives equals one human life, Al? Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it depends on which aliens, um, okay. you know, attack Earth. The ones that actually do, oh, it's it's unfathomable. Um, you know, their their one life is worth uh like all of humanity. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to make sure. I know we usually broadcast this on the internet, but I'm going to broadcast this up to the space just so they know you're on good terms with them. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, how about Chitari? How many Chitari per human life? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it's barely, barely, zero, like, like, point oh 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 oh. Well, that's disappointing. One. Because Tony. <laughs> Killed a large Tari when he blew up their <laughs> ship. Remember, yeah, they all just true. died. Yeah, the <laughs> I, I have some questions about that. Like, was it just all of the like? Did did they all die, or did they die because he closed the wormhole and they lost like a remote connection? Or I'm, I'm curious about. Um, that. they but... died because they destroyed the ship, and it's those ones. Um, there's a deleted scene from oh. uh, Avengers Endgame. Where uh, Rocket makes fun of them for uh, f- spending that long fighting the lamest army in the galaxy. Because all you gotta do is blow up their ship and they all just turn off. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Huh. I-, I guess I haven't watched the the um, deleted scenes on Endgame. I did that for Infinity War, but okay. Yeah, there's a lot of little bits they added for, um, like, in the montage where they're doing the research for the stones. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. Get around to that. Yeah. Are you ready to rank this episode, Al? Yes. I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost her best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh. What? Tony, how many invading alien armies are we rating this episode? Um, I'm I actually I like this episode more than the other two. I'm going to give it uh, four invading alien armies. So we've got the Chitauri, we've got um the uh, Dark Elves, we've got the Kree, and we've got those demon dog things that Thanos has. Which I know they have a name, but it's not coming to me. Okay. I want to say Gene Steelers, but it's definitely not that. Nope. Um, okay. Well, um, I am giving it much lower of a score. Um, it Because there's just so much storyline, and mm-hmm. it's, um, it's so, so slow. <laughs> and it's, it's just tough to keep watching. Um because of how slow it is uh um so i'm going with about two and a half two and a half invading armies um and i'm giving it the bad ones too uh you know the chitauri um the dark elves 
um and uh um something else uh, something else bad whatever howard the duck species is called well no those are obviously cool no yeah no, no, no. i know it's not they really good. are mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah uh oh oh um uh what are those the those things that are basically the army that ronin has in guardians of the galaxy um oh a uh, sakaran sakar mm-hmm. yeah yeah sakaras yeah there we go okay <laughs> that's fair yeah all right, all right. Well, everybody, join us next time as we cover Punisher Season 1, Episode 4, Resupply. And give us that 5 to 10 to 100 star review on uh, your podcast app and follow us on Twitter. As always, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for The Punisher Season 1, Episode 3, Kandahar, signing off. Have a marvelous day. Mother, try to behave. Now I'm a digging a grave for you, it was all I could do. Find a way back home, make everything.